You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You know, you know how some people, they once they start dropping, it's like a field goal kicker, right? Once he starts shanking it, or oh, a golfer, once he starts shanking, yeah. you get those shanks. And then, and then, and then, right? You, it's like chunk lump. When I call you the chunk lump, right? That's right. You got to a point where you were 10 yards off the green. You're like, Punt. I do not want to chip. This. Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's the same with a pass. Now, if he loses confidence, he's going to run around and say to himself, please don't throw me the ball. This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go. Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, 2023. What a day, what a night if you're out drinking with old friends, high school classmates, whoever, please be safe. Call that Uber or that Lyft. Get a designated driver. Sleep in the car without the keys in it if po- if needed. But please be safe out there. We've got a show today. Uh, we got Hatch on to talk about the Eagles-Chiefs game on Monday night, the MVS drop, the tush push, and more. Also, who he thinks is a real contender in the NFL playoff race as we get down to it, and who is a pretender. Plus, some interesting mailbag items. But let me start with this. Paul Azinger is out at NBC as their lead golf analyst. And the way it went down, according to the New York Post, is, well, it's something. Let's get into it. First and foremost, I have always liked Azinger. Personally, and just as a broadcaster. Seems like a real down-to-earth guy. I thought peak Azinger was when he and Faldo were paired together on CBS, and they were a great tandem. They were a great yin and yang, 
between the two of them, and they were pretty honest brokers about what they saw out there on tour. Then they got split up, and then Azinger became the lone voice uh, to replace Johnny Miller in 2018. I was disappointed that I think he slipped significantly calling the Ryder Cup. He kept hammering this point about the Europeans used data and advanced analytics to uh, set up the course to their advantage. (gasps) Their advantage. Why? Oh, because they liked par threes between 185 and 200 yards. (laughs) Dumbest fucking thing ever. As if the American players were just, oh no, it's 190. Here, just have the hole, I quit. Yeah, maybe they had a slight, small numerical advantage over hundreds and hundreds of rounds throughout the course of the regular season spanning golf courses all across the tour and maybe some other parts of the world, it doesn't mean it's going to apply here. And Azinger hooked onto that stupid stat and wouldn't let it go, like a dog and a bone. It was disappointing because I do like Zinger. He also way too much caped up for Joe LaCava, who acted like a jackass and was out of bounds in regards to the Rory situation on 18. That said, I'm still Azinger positive, and it's not good that he is out as the lead analyst at Golf Channel and at NBC, which is Golf Channel is owned by NBC, but when they bought it, they moved it up to New York or to Connecticut. They closed all the Orlando shit. They're like, we're not paying for this. We got studios up here. Tell Brandel Chambly, bring a coat. It's Connecticut. You're not going to golf all year long working out of Orlando. Uh-huh. Anyhow, according to the New York Post, Justin Terranova reporting, Azinger was in the middle of a contract negotiation with NBC when the network abruptly opted to part ways, according to sources. The move comes as NBC and Golf Channel, both owned by Comcast, have made significant cutbacks in their coverage. Still, the decision surprised the 63-year-old Azinger as he had already set up a schedule for the 2024 season, starting with next week's Hero World Challenge with the network. NBC had offered Azinger a one-year deal that was less than his original contract, according to SI, a pay cut. Sucks, nobody likes it. When Azinger's agent, Rich Browned, Brond, made a counteroffer, okay, well, less money. It's only a one-year deal. Hmm. We bumped that up another 20%. I think we could get this done. What? We're out? That's it? We're not negotiating here? It was a take it or leave it? Really? When he made a counteroffer, NBC decided to go in a different direction. Yeah, does happen. With the golf and media landscapes now in a more challenging environment, Azinger and NBC will part ways as their contract currently ends, said the agent in a statement to SI. With the golf and media landscapes now more challenging. In other words, cheap-ass cheapersons. NBC Comcast. It also says, reality is, the post-Tiger golf landscape in the media ecosystem that is sports, big sports, is going to start looking more and more like the pre-Tiger media landscape. And for those of us golf nerds, it's hard to accept. And this is what I said in a text exchange I had with some of the knuckleheads on the free show material text thread. They actually renamed it free show material. (laughs) I said, look, the post-Tiger world's looking a lot like the pre-Tiger world for golf. It's a niche sport. The names are interchangeable. There's a limited broad audience appeal. While I think and you think if you're a golf nerd that John Rahm and Rory McIlroy and jo- Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, well, we might think that they are big-time star athletes. They're not. Not with Tyrone and Bubba watching football and basketball. They don't think they're big athletes, and they don't really care. Tiger, though, brought a whole new set of eyeballs and lots of money to the sport. And he did it right around what I would call the golden age of cable TV, which has started mid-90s to late-90s. Tiger's first Masters win, 1997. So it's right there at this golden age run 
of cable TV. And if you were to pick a spot in which the golden age of cable ended, I would say it's probably a year or two prior to the pandemic, right around 2018 when Azinger started as a replacement for Johnny Miller. Cord cutting began to accelerate. The landscape began to change. Tiger was hurt, not playing, after, except for that one last little burst, that Roman Candle burst at the end after the uh, back surgery and he won the Masters. Incredible story. But it was a good run. Okay, golf? It made multi-millionaires out of guys like Kenny Perry, whose personality couldn't light up a broom closet. It allowed Phil Mickelson to go from being a star golfer to a superstar golfer, even though he rarely beat Tiger. And it allowed Phil to have a monster gambling addiction and then still have something left when it was all said and done and be super rich. But it's over. And the exit's to your left. Not that they won't televise golf. Not that there won't be people participating in the game and the sport. It's just, again, I love Rom and Rory and others. And as a golf nerd, they're kind of big stars to me, but not to the average person. And cord cutting is hammering cable companies. Comcast, which owns NBC, which owns Golf Channel, is a what? Cable company. They've decided to replace Azinger with... Kurt Byram, at least for this first run at the Hero World Challenge. I presume then that's going to be the guy the rest of the year. Kurt Byram, probably a super nice guy, maybe can analyze a five-yard cut fade to a back pin position with great clarity on television, but boring The days of searching for that big name next alpha announcer, that next A analyst making millions a year that has won major championships, uh, that's apparently over. Nothing gets better, kids, nothing. Accept it and adjust your expectations. Quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Hatch about the Eagles and the Chiefs. And all the Easter eggs in it, MVS has dropped the near interception of the Mahomes spike, who's really a contender and not, and more. You are listening to the Zabecast. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Oh, hell yeah. I know this song. Actual conversation. Well, text conversation. Hatch. What do you want for your walk-up music, Hatcher? Anything biggie? I said, well, pick one. You know I don't know that street, LOL. <laughs> he gets back to me with this one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. I mean, even this white boy from the Burbs has heard this song. You should have just said that song that starts with a cool wow, wow, wow. <laughs> was this your, uh, was this your uh, jam in, in high school back in the day? Or college. This, co- well, we were already out of college when okay. this came out. Got it. I like this. Yeah, one. this came out now, like '95. Now, this, the first riff in this, is that a sample from another song, or have other songs grabbed from it? No, I think it's from another song. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I think it is from another one. Let me look it up here. Yep. What's yep. the hook in Biggie's Hypnotize? Uh, Brian Hatcher yeah. joins us now to talk about the Kelseys uh, dropping easy touchdowns like MVS did on Monday night and more. Uh, let's see here. It's from... Uh, I have to look it up. Anyway, that said, we get to it. Um, Man, I felt terrible for MVS, even though as soon as he dropped it, I said on Twitter, I'm like, yep, that's what he does. Having been on the Packers, he was notorious for dropping the easiest of passes. Now, as as a wide receiver yourself who played at Cincinnati in the CFL briefly, talk to me about what you see with MVS and are you sympathetic to, oh, man. Come on. No, I'm not sympathetic. <laughs> I'm only sim- I'm only sympathetic to if you get hit hard or it's a contested catch. Got it. One, one I'm old school. So gloves they just started to come out when I was playing my last year. Newmans, Newmans were out maybe right. a year or two before. So what I did was I never wore them in practice and I never wore them in warming up for the game because I wanted to get the feeling on my hands. I didn't put the gloves on until they called I, – and I ran back punts and kicks. So I didn't put the gloves on until I went out there for either a punt return or I went out there for a kickoff return. But during warm-ups, during practice, all that, they were never on. Okay. So it gave me a feeling of confidence of catching the ball with my hands. Yeah. So when I put the gloves on, 
I had even more confidence because they were a little sticky. Sure. And I was like, I know I'm going to catch it because I have these gloves on. I've been catching it without the gloves. So I tell these young people all the time, stop practicing with gloves on. Stop it. Practice with your hands with no gloves. Yeah. And then when you put the gloves on, you're going to have so much more confidence in catching the ball. And then the other thing is – these guys are professionals. All it is is a lack of concentration. When you see guys drop open passes, it's a lack of concentration. I think in the case you know, of you MBS, I think he's got the yips. And that's it's why it's a lack I, of concentration. Well, he loses focus when guys drop the ball. How can you lose focus? The game is on the line. You just roasted the DB. The ball is coming to you on a perfect dime from Mahomes. What are you thinking about other than catching it? That's what you're not. You're oh. not. You're thinking of, oh, I'm just going to make this catch easy. It's focus. You have to focus on every pass that's thrown to you. Yeah. Can and he, it's just a lack of focus. Can he, that's why guys drop the ball. Can he fix it at this point oh, yeah. in his career? He can fix it. I mean, if he doesn't get, you know, you know how some people, they once they start dropping, it's like a field goal kicker, right? Once he starts shanking it or oh, a golfer, once he starts shanking, yeah. you get those shanks. And then, and then, <laughs> And then, right, you, it's like chunk lump. When I call you the chunk lump, right? That's right. You got to a point where you were 10 yards off the green. You're like, Punt. I do not want to chip. This. Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's the same with a pass. Now, if he loses confidence, he's going to run around and say to himself, please don't throw me the ball. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the worst. When you fit, when you, yeah. And, and that, you know, they say that in baseball. They say that the uh, ball finds you if you're afraid of it. It will find exactly. you. It will find you. It will you. find you. Yeah. And well, same with a receiver. But if you're Mahomes, just, if you're Mahomes, you have to pick him up. You have to pump him up. You have to say, look, you'll get it next time. I'm not going to abandon you. Otherwise, if there's any sense of that, you'll crush the guy. Oh, yeah, of course. And then again, he'll run out there and say, please don't throw me the ball. <laughs> it's like it's like he'll a, it's say like a, it it's like or a, he'll say it without saying he'll, it. He'll say it without saying it. Got it. Right. So he'll just lose his confidence. It's like a three-point shooter that's missed ten in a row. What do they tell you to do? Keep shooting. Yeah, that. Well, that's true. Unless you're a bad shooter, I saw. Unless you're right. (laughs) Great quote from uh, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, the coach at Houston saying, "I don't want to ever encourage a bad shooter to keep shooting." Bottom line is, if four out of ten of your shots go in, you're a good shooter. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) you're not. So stop. <laughs> anyway, a uh, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Super Bowl yes. 57 and a half. Uh, Eagles come out just on the right side of it. My takeaways are the the Eagles or the, the Chiefs defense is nasty and they improved it a lot and they just made a few more mistakes to cost them the game. Couple of drops, Kelsey's fumble, and that was pretty mm-hmm. much it. Right. Yeah, those drops. I mean, they had number 84, the receiver for Kansas City, who dropped a couple. Oh, badly. Fourth and 25, they had the first down. He dropped the ball. Yeah. Justin Watson. Uncontested. And, you know, and the reason why he dropped I'm going to tell you exactly why he dropped it. You cannot, when you catch a ball in front of you, your hands have to go out in front of you and extend out. The closer you let the ball get to your face and eyes, the right. less likely you're going to have a chance to catch it because you can't focus. It gets too close to you. Sure. And that's what he did. He had his hands too close, and then he didn't have his face mask. So what you can do on those instances is you can use your helmet to kind of bring the ball in. So if you have your hands that close, you kind of grab the ball, and it might slide through your hands some, but your face mask will do stop it for you, and you can and you can – Gather the ball off right. your face mask. Right, but you don't want so, to practice that. You'd like to be no, a hand catcher. No, you don't want to practice yeah. that. You want to have your hands out in front of you and see the ball come into your hands. Two best hand catchers I can remember watching the last 20 years, Fitzgerald and Steve Smith. Those guys would – Chris s- Carter. Chris uh, Carter. Yeah, Chris Carter too, for sure. Uh, Romeo yeah. Dobbs had a sweet – spear of a, a hand catch touchdown for the Packers that was the game winner essentially and that was like yes that's exactly how you do it because he hand snatched it and then he moved it away from the DB who was about mm-hmm. to swat it out so I was like yes more guys do that so anyway right. hell of a game I, I want to talk about the tush push this play remains in my opinion the most devastating special weapon I've seen almost my entire lifetime in football because the Eagles, A, 
basically cannot get stopped running it, and B, they can run it for two or three or more yards sometimes. It's Every crazy. T- and nobody else can do it as well as they can. Nobody's doing t- it as well. And I'm going to tell you why. Because their quarterback can squat over 600 pounds. I've He's heard strong. that. He is the str- he was the str- he was one of the strongest players at Oklahoma when he was there. I've heard he's so that strong hatch. and he's so compact. Mm-hmm. You can't. I saw Dallas try to run it with Dak Prescott. No, they <laughs> stopped him. He I, gets because he's compact. He's only what six feet, six one tops. Right. And he's so strong. His lower body is so strong. He just gets down and he gets low and he and they just shove behind and he's just strong. You can't. That's why he's so successful. That's why they're so successful. But he's getting him. right. But he's getting pushed by two guys. So I think the amount of you know squats that he can do is pretty much mitigated by the fact two guys are pushing him. No, because he's getting pushed back too. But because he's strong and okay. his legs, his lower body strong, he pushes through. Okay, he helps push through their push. Okay, you know, like you see it sometimes, like. For instance, Dak Prescott, he tried to run a sneak, not this week, but the week before, and I watched it. What happened? They stood him straight up. Yeah. He, he just stood – he just he tried to push, but he got pushed, and his head went up. And once your head goes up, man, you're done. Well, their line is great, and Kelsey's great, and that's a huge part of it. They seem to also well, get into the cracks more than try to just go head-to-head head, with the right. linemen. So they get into these cracks, they exploit, and they get lower than everybody – and that pile just moves. moves. It's, I know. It's, it's I so think they're un- going to take the play away is what I, I think. I think they're going to as well. I think it's unfair right now because the, they're just better at it than everyone else. Right. But I don't know why there's not – there's two things that fascinate me, and I don't know the answers to it. One is why have other teams failed to reverse engineer it and get their own almost as successful play? They're nowhere near – the difference, and maybe it is squat day for the quarterback. I don't know. That could oh. be part of it. That The other part is why hasn't a defense for it been cooked up? Because wouldn't you, if you threw extra bodies pushing on your own bodies on defense, negate the push on the offensive side? Just do well, that. Here's, here's the problem. You have to play. You still have to play for everything as a defensive player. That's true. You and and I've seen Philly do it, where they acted like they were going to do the quarterback sneak, and he ducked down, then he Ooh. stood right up and threw it to AJ Brown. Oh, you cannot. Well, if you knew exactly to a T they were going to do that, of course you just put ten <laughs> men up there and say, okay, right. try to push all my. I'm going to put everybody in a gap. Yeah. My linebackers are going to be right behind them, and we're going to push our defensive linemen in the gap. You can't do that because you know what Philly will do next time? Okay. You stopped it this time, but you know what? We're going to fake it, and then we're going to throw a pop pass to the tight end while you suckers are all up here. <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Plus, I, I, would imagine, I would imagine you have to choose the right gap even if you're going to try to meet force with force. Right. And they know what gap they're going to, left or right. And also, I believe that the half a second advantage of knowing the snap gives them a momentum that is hard to overcome if you were just trying to meet force with force. But what well, do I if know? You t- if you took Jalen, whoever, who's that Jalen Carter from Georgia, yep. and you took the guy from Tennessee, number 98, I can't remember his name, and stuck those two yep. in the gap against okay. Philly, yeah. It would probably they would probably come close to stopping them. Well, Jalen Carter is on Philly, so he'd have but to switch exactly. to so the that's other my side. Point. Yeah, so right. everyone everyone isn't don't have that size of defensive tackles yeah. to be able to negate because Kelsey's not that big. Really? Kelsey's not that big. He, Jason Kelsey is not oh. big at all. No, he's squat, but yeah, he's got he's great not... technique and leverage. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's not like their line is so huge that, and they're you know it, it. A lot of it has to do with, like you said, they have it perfected and Jalen Hurts' strength, yeah, and compact size. Speaking of Jalen Carter, he almost pulled off what would have been the sickest play I've ever seen, where he tried to intercept Mahomes' spike at the end of the first half. When he dove down on the ground, yes, that was... 
I looked. I'm looking at right now. Let me play it here. The audio is not much, but let me just play it here. And we'll clock it with two seconds left. And the field goal unit. So I just saw the alternate angle right now for the first time. Hatch, he came pretty fucking close. He did. But the problem is <laughs> you're not. He's not. He would. Even if it would have hit his hands, there's no way he could have stopped it from hitting the ground. No. It'll go right through anybody's hands. Or or it'll bounce up and out of your hands, which is what it did do. Like he right. definitely slid it under. He claims that he saw it on YouTube done successfully in like a high school game. Well, I'm sure if you try to you know how some quarterbacks try to spike it and they kind of like lose the grip mm-hmm. and it's kind of thrown real easy down on the ground. Right. I could see that. But I can't see a quarterback having a full grip on the ball and throwing it down on the ground. I don't yeah. care. You could be whoever you want. You're not catching that yeah. with your forearms on the ground. Yeah. Well, that said, uh, as good as Super Bowl 57 and a half was, I think Super Bowl 58 is going to be just like Super Bowl 57, Eagles and Chiefs again. Uh, I think they're just uh, clearly the two best teams. Any thoughts on who you would bet? for the Super Bowl this, at this point of the season. I, I would agree with you that it's okay. going to be those two again, but I think Kansas City will, will fix their problems yeah. and uh, beat Philly. They're a better team than Philly. Oh, really? Yeah, well. I think they're a better team than Philly. I, I, you know, mistakes, drop passes, some suspect, and I hate to use the excuse of, of refs, because I'm not an excuse maker. You still got to play. They still got to play with them, too. But the refs there, was a, there was a couple of suspect calls, too, that didn't oh, go their way. 100%. I, it, so. I know we're at the stage of the NFL season where everyone begins to bitch more and more about the refs, we as fans. But right. I, I still I don't understand what they are seeing and what they're not seeing. Like the hit that got uh, Kareem Jackson for the Broncos suspended again on Dobbs was not flagged in the game. Did you see the hit? Yeah, I uh the one from Denver safety, right? Kareem Jackson. Yes, he he got yes. suspended earlier this year for a hit against the Packers, four games, just came back and got suspended again cuz he blows up Josh Dobbs in the hole with a launching missile hit, crown of the helmet, right to his face mask. The ball goes flying. Uh, Dobbs's head goes snapping back, and there were no flags. And the NFL had to swoop in on Monday to go, yeah, you're suspended again. What are these referees watching? Right. Anyway. Now, we do have to remember the speed of the game. That's I one. know. When we get to see it, they slow-mo everything and every different angle, so... Plus, I, and another thing is, I think we need younger refs. <laughs> You're one of those guys. I mean, you got 65- and 70-year-old guys out there trying to run up the field with 22- and 23- and 30-year-olds. Yeah. There's I mean. A, there is somewhat of an argument basketball there. Basketball does it. How, how many old basketball refs are there compared to football? Uh, they're up there. You know, the refing game is such that you get in – at a young age, and I started on this route right out of college. I went and I became a certified Virginia State High School basketball official because mm-hmm. I said someday I'd love to referee the Final Four. Insert laughter here, whatever. So <laughs> here's what you do. You pay a nominal amount of fees, 100 bucks or whatever it is, to go through the process, get trained, pass the tests, get your official certification, and then they start assigning you games – based on what games they have available and what needs they have for referees. And you know what games you start with? Seventh grade girls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because seventh grade right. girls games need referees. So, okay, exactly. you start there. So you work your okay. way up to boys, and then you work your way up to high school. A uh, good friend of mine, Getter, you know Getter, he uh, yeah. also – Getter also was a referee and got a lot higher, or not a lot, but got somewhat higher in the ranks of this. And it quickly becomes, and you realize this is a ref, it's fucking politics. It's whose supervisor's ass are you kissing? What games are you willing to do, whether it's in bad weather or on holidays or in sketchy parts of town, to then get promoted? 
And so mm-hmm. it's a political game to climb the ranks and it takes a fucking shitload of time. It takes to get like, you know, 20 uh, years to get up there. Uh, we, we also have a, another guy that was on our golf trip in Pinehurst, Ron Turner, uh, who yes. uh, was a, a college referee. And man, these fuckers drive, I say fuckers, I mean, these dudes drive, um, you know, five hours each way or more to do a game on the weekend, staying in shitty little hotels right. for like a thousand dollar check to grind, to make it to the top. So I don't know how you identify the best ones. I, there's ways to do it. You can review them and you can test them and everything else. You could swap out the old for the young. I don't know if it'd be that much better, I guess is right. what I'm trying to say, but maybe not mm-hmm. a bad idea. John Perry though, on TV, I'm sick of him. Yeah, on this early PI call that should have been called against uh, the uh, Eagles on Kelsey, they just let it go. And I'm like, what are you watching? And Perry right. Perry was called, and he goes, well, you know, in, in real time. Uh, I'm like, that's the job. Grabbed him. That's right. the job. The job is you're paid in real time to make calls. <laughs> Sorry it's going fast, but that's the deal. Anyway. Right. So, exactly. all right, so here we are. Let's uh, look at the playoff picture. Eagles, Lions, Niners, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks. Uh, and Vikings, because there's your top seven as of right now in the NFC. Who do you like? Who would you short? Who's a wild card in there that could one game, if they career it, upset the bracket? Well, if Minnesota keeps playing like they are with Dobbs, they could win a game. Okay. As a seven seed, right. As a seven seed. Yeah, they could upset somebody. Dallas will be one and done. Dallas will win one and then lose. <laughs> Listen to you. I mean, I'm just being honest. Wow. Dallas no. is Dallas. Dallas is our front runners. Right. Just like George Allen said. Remember that's the thing George Allen said in 1970. He goes, We can beat these suckers. They're front runners. <laughs> well, that that's coming back around. Dallas beats who they're supposed to. And then they'll lose a game they're not supposed to lose, and then they lose to who they can't beat. Okay, so fair. They don't beat them. Okay, question then: Why have they become front runners? I ha- that's a good question. It's like they get so much confidence beating up on the chumps that they. I don't know if they lack the the. Is it Jerry? To 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 really, you know. Dallas chokes a lot in in the games that right. No one disagrees. So why is it Jerry? Is it the culture? Is it? I certainly don't think McCarthy's very good. He sucks. Uh, Dak, I think, is not a big game hunter when it comes to the postseason. Great regular season stats, big games, not so much. He's like Tony Romo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I know. Same thing. Similar guy. You're uh, great when it doesn't matter. <laughs> and you know who else is becoming like that? And everyone, people don't, you know, I actually, I finally heard somebody say it on uh, on uh, Stephen A. Smith is Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen is another choke. When it <laughs> matters, he throws interceptions. Yeah. You know who else is great when it doesn't matter? Bryant Hatcher in golf. When this guy is four down, people, watch out, because here comes the pars and the birdies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Duran, Duran Bland with his fourth pick six of the year last week in Carolina. Had, did you see the list of he has more touchdowns than like six receivers, six, seven receivers? <laughs> right. He had the same amount of touchdowns as Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Who is Duran Bland? He was drafted late. Uh-huh. Um, when I first saw him play as a rookie, I was like, who is that guy? He is terrible, but he's gotten better every year. I mean, he, he's taken over. Fifth rounder out of Fresno State, and yeah. he was only at Fresno for a year. He was at Sacramento State prior to that. So he was at a Division three school. Oh, they're 1AA now. They're 1AA, yeah. yeah, but Sac State yeah. ain't nothing. And then he goes to Fresno no. State, a low Division one school, fifth round pick, and he's blowing up right now. What a great up. find. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Niners. Niners look like they've gotten back on track, but it's they got back on track against who they just played. Buccaneers. Like, right. It's like, oh, duh. they're back on track. Eh, they can't. I don't think they can't beat Philly. 
I I think I've got to get on the board of Brock. I got to get on board the Brock Purdy train. He had a perfect passer rating. Yes, he did. And he is now he is now number one in almost every passing category in the league, like everything, passer rating, QBR, percentage, yards. Yeah, but the problem is he needs. Here's what people don't realize: he plays well when Debo, what's his name, Debo Samuel's is playing. Debo. Debo. Yeah. Debo Samuels was playing. He does well. When Debo Samuels doesn't play, yeah. like those three games before that, yeah. he was terrible. Yeah. He and he and he plays well when Christian McCaffrey is in there. So when he has his great players there playing, he does well. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. When yeah. those guys are out, he looks very mediocre. And then the Lions. Eight and two. I I think the Lions are gonna get you know, they'll be the number two seed. I think the Lions might get upset in the first round of the playoffs. People like the Lions who've never done anything for 60 years and they have one great year usually <laughs> get into the playoffs because it's their first time and it's too much for them and they lose. Yeah, well, a lot of people want to short Jared Goff. Say, yeah, it's good team, good coach, but Jared Goff playoffs, not sure I'd buy into that. So other than the Eagles, Lions, the Niners, and Cowboys, I know, the Rams – yeah. Scored three points. So, guess Belichick, though, in fairness. Uh, all the other teams in the NFC, you can bundle them up, package them up. They're going nowhere. So, let's move no. on to the AFC. Eagles. AFC, yep. you're looking at Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars, Dolphins. And other than the Chiefs, I would have a hard time putting my money on anybody, especially with the Ravens now having lost uh, their big tight end, Mark Andrews. Right, but he might be coming back. Really? Yeah, I just saw a note um, this afternoon that says there's a possibility he'll be back before the end of the year. Okay. Um, So, I mean, I would put my money on the Ravens, but the Ravens are another team that they're the opposite. They'll beat people that are good and lose to chumps. (laughs) They've had some ups and downs for sure. I don't know if I'm ready to ride Lamar in January. He's having a great year so far, but January Lamar, not so sure about that. I think it's the Chiefs to lose if they don't fuck it up. Uh, the Bills have fallen off. Bengals lost Burrow, and yep. well, you saw the rest. Jaguars, I don't know what to make of because they've had some really bad results. They've had a soft schedule. And the Dolphins, I like watching stylistically. I just don't know if I'd think of them going far in the postseason. No. They're another one and done. Then Win he got one the, playoff game and be done and yeah. finished. Then he got the Browns, Texans, Steelers, Bills, Colts, Broncos, all in the mix in the AFC. Uh, a couple of things real quick. Uh, the Jets have decided to finally bench Zach Wilson. For the second time. Long overdue. However, they're going with this guy, Tim Boyle, who is arguably one of the worst statistical college quarterbacks to start in the NFL. He's been Aaron Rodgers' clipboard-holding butt buddy for the longest of time, but his stats at Eastern Kentucky will make your – it'll make you want to vomit. You ready for this? Who did, he, who did he know that got him a, even a shot if he was at Eastern Kentucky? I don't and know. I, so he knew somebody. Somebody knew somebody. Somebody from Eastern Kentucky. Read me his stats. First of 50, all, he went to Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, I know. We started at UConn. Even worse. <laughs> UConn to Eastern Kentucky, Tim Boyle, in his career, in college, college, 55% completions, 12 touchdowns over 26 INTs. This is college? Yes. So someone, he knew somebody, somebody in his family knew somebody that gave him a shot. You think that's There's it? There's no way in hell he would have ever been in the camp <laughs> with those statistics coming from Eastern Kentucky. No way. He was an undrafted free agent coming into the NFL it's, for the Packers. And, get, and after a impressive preseason, Boyle made the 53-man roster. It's like, I'm going to give you a for instance. My junior year at Cincinnati, we had a receiver, senior uh, named Billy Davis, who also coached in the league. He was defense coordinator for San Francisco 49ers and a few other teams. Well, he hardly played. 
And his dad was pro player personnel for Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Guess <laughs> where he went? I know. He was Miami Dolphins training yeah. camp. Oh, it's it the whole league is rife with, you know, got your backism, nepotism, you name right. it. Right. It's disgusting. He was like the eighth best receiver on our team. Which brings us to our last point, and that is the Steelers and Matt Mike Tomlin have finally ended the awful Matt Canada experiment after pretty much the fans were ready to burn down Akershire Stadium if he showed up to a game again. It's you, amazing you, to me. It's amazing to me that this guy gets a job when he has a proven bad track record at other places as an OC, like in Wisconsin. He got run out of Wisconsin. He sucked there. Right. I didn't know who was worse, the Penn State offensive coordinator or the damn <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers offense. The whole state of PA had terrible offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. Well, offensive coordinators. The whole state. I, exactly. But it's just funny State's how... offensive coordinator, they fired him too. He was yeah. awful. Awful. It's just funny how long it took for both um, Robert Sala to finally go, okay, I guess Zach Wilson stinks. Yeah. We've been trying to tell you that for a while. And then Mike Tomlin going, yeah, I guess Canada stinks. <laughs> I guess we'll change yeah. him out. Sometimes the arrogance, I think, of NFL coaches and organizations is such that... They just think we know more than the average person. In a lot of ways, you do, but in some ways, you don't. Because <laughs> it's not like we're just sitting out here as dummies, right? Not right. observing stuff. We we know a little bit about a little bit, <laughs> and it was clear that Canada was not working out. I think Pickett is now the, the focus. He's probably the real problem because he stinks, looks like. He stinks. The greatest thing that I saw on ESPN this morning was they were showing highlights of of other games in Pittsburgh, the Penguins, the fans at the at the Penguins game were, were chanting "Fire Canada." <laughs> when it has metastasized across yes. different sports, different sports. You know, game day, ESPN game day at Pittsburgh, yes! yelling "Fire Canada." <laughs> oh man. Uh, poor guy's yeah. got a family and he's got the holidays now. So, oh well. Right. Does well, that, the good thing is he leaves with a golden parachute. He does have money. His, right. He's gonna get paid his contract. He can dry his eyes with hundred dollar bills. Hatch. Exactly. All right, buddy. Have a great Thanksgiving and we'll talk soon. All right, you too. All right, buddy. Thank see you. ya. There I'm you going. go. Let's end on some listener email. You can always reach me at zabe at yahoo.com. and thank you for all the binocular suggestions. I am sorting through them, evaluating, clicking, looking at them, and I will get back to you on what I choose or what I tell Santa. Santa Claus, could I have some binoculars? Could I have the Leipold 10X by 42 millimeter? Whoa, good choice, young Stephen. Those are the binoculars old Chris Kringle uses on his sleigh. I will get back to you on that. Some other interesting, though, feedback. First and foremost, when when podcast director and marketing guru to the stars, Chris Broussard, heard the podcast with my suggestion, hey, maybe a nail coin too, he instantly texted me saying, are you fucking kidding me? Not in a million years. And then reminded me of all the postal torment that he endured, I endured, to get those coins out. I'm like, all right, all right. That said, many people have said, no, I want in. I Yes, do another one. Do something different, but but still rewards people that want to get in on it. I, I got people saying, hey, if you got a guy, here's some good designs for coins I have. And he sends me links. No, no, I don't, I don't need links to people who make the coins. I need to figure out how to issue a coin that A, is interesting and fun. B, does not marginalize the original ale coin of which is never going to be printed again three is not going to uh make me lose my ass and lose our minds trying to mail them out that's the puzzle right there i gotta figure that out it's gonna take some time this one from michael j fossler hi zabe why do you hate the ravens so much I listened to Friday's pod at lunchtime, and I was amazed that you took the Bengals plus three, and then you turned around and took Detroit minus eight. 
Hmm, the Ravens trounced Detroit. Why in the world do you think the Lions would cover, but the Ravens will not? Bizarre. You do you, of course, but it really makes no sense to me unless you have something against Baltimore. No. That's not how the NFL works. Sincerely, Michael Fossler, Surfside Beach, South Carolina. Michael, I do not have anything against the Ravens. I'm Ravens neutral. But the NFL is unpredictable, so sometimes I make unpredictable counterintuitive picks. And there's point spreads involved, so maybe I'm taking the points, but I still think they're not going to win. I don't have anything against the Ravens. Had an emailer saying, why do you hate Michigan so much? And I slapped my forehead so loud, it probably made a sonic boom. Who here, raise your hand, listen to this podcast when I went in considerable detail about my stance on Michigan and Harbaugh and the sign stealing. And I took great pains to go, I really have nothing against Michigan. And I think the college football world is way more fun when they're good. And I think they're goddamn good right now with or without stolen signs, but they did cheat. So it had to have some value to them. And it was totally against the rules and they lied about it and tried to cover it up. There's got to be penalties for that. That's not hate. That's me calling balls and strikes people. Why do you hate them so much? Why do you hate? I mean, I guess on the one hand, I should say, well, that's good. People care enough about me and about the podcast that they get angry and then email me going, why do you hate my team, man? Then there's this. Patrick Hill says, hello, Steez. Regarding your phrase, I don't disagree. When I listened to the podcast with you and Ronus and Hatch, I was ready to pull my hair out hearing you say that phrase. If you say, I don't disagree ever again, I may unsubscribe. Okay, maybe I'm being a little hyperbolic. But this double negative emanates from the very putrid that you find disgusting, the typical facts versus volume TV show. This is the verbiage that mouth-breathing ex-jocks QRG3, Q Troy Aikman, this is the mouth-breathing ex-jock garbage that allows them to make millions spewing everyday nonsense cliches because they cannot speak the king's English. They misuse adjectives as adverbs and use non-words such as physicality. Zabe, you are above this. Do better. As always, hashtag more Sally, hashtag less Murray. Pat in the 912. Thank you, Pat, for the email. I don't disagree with your thoughts here. <laughs> See what I did there? I use it, hopefully not too much, but if I do, I will certainly pump the brakes on it. I think you can agree with somebody, you can disagree with somebody, But there is a thin gray line where you can live at the I don't disagree. In other words, when you say or when I say I don't disagree, it doesn't mean you're in full agreement yet, but you may be trending there or you may be in that middle zone of I've ruled out disagreeing, but it's not a binary thing. And therefore, I'm going to need more time, thoughts evidence to fully fall into the I agree camp. That's the way I look at the phrase. Maybe I'm wrong and I should just never, ever say it again, lest my friend Pat Hill unsubscribes. Mark and Indy. Zabe, going back a ways to when Andy was asked by you about when is it okay to kick your kids out of the house after they're through college. The correct answer to that question who for some reason would have a hard time detaching Tommy DeVito from the conversation, is as follows. I gave both my kids the same deal. It went as follows. You're allow, you allow your kids up to one year at home once they secure gainful employment. During that year, they pay $1,000 per month in rent. The rent money is held in escrow by dad until their departure, at which time you give back all the collected rent. So if they stay a year, they move out with $12,000, presumably for some sort of down payment. This gets them in the habit of paying rent or a mortgage maybe and prevents them from living off you like mooches just to spend feverishly on things like, well, DraftKings. Or better yet, mybookie.com. 
alternate answer is this, same as above, but you and your spouse agree to match 50% of what is collected if the money is used for a down payment on a house. So if your kid stays with you for a year, pays $1,000 in quote rent, you could also promise a $12,000 match. So now you're up to 24 grand for a down payment so Junior can get started on a house. That's how I did it. Worked for me, Mark and Indy. That's, I like that plan. And for some parents and really old school guys and gals, way more generous than they had growing up. Hiram Douglas Williams sends an email saying three things. One, I'm starting a movement to replace Charge with Murray. Please, I beg of you. Two, Andy is beyond annoying sometimes. He sounds like drug dealers I used to arrest. Oh, everyone's selling dope. Why are you arresting me? That's how Andy thinks. And number three, Murray for charge. <laughs> I think you said that in one. But okay, uh, Hiram, you have now made your point perfectly clear. Then there is this, and I think this is a real question. I think. I don't know. I think. Ari Halper Stromberg, hi Ari, sends me a note saying Bears draft question. Okay, I'm listening. Hi Zay, based on your positions on quarterback drafting, which I wholeheartedly agree with, in other words, keep picking till you know you got one, I hope you consider this question seriously, which it is serious. Quote, if the Bears have two top draft picks this year, the top two, and they don't right now. They're currently at one and four, but there's more time for that to shuffle up. Should they take both Caleb Williams and Drake May? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I never thought of that. Take them both. Say, sort it out. Let's see who wins. The agents for those quarterbacks would lose their shit. Other teams would be super pissed. Other teams would, I think the reason they wouldn't do it is if they were really threatening to do it and they're like, we're crazy, we'll, we'll do this. We'll pile these two guys on top of Justin Fields and stand there this summer at training camp saying, what? Were we not supposed to do that? What? <laughs> we got three guys. <laughs> How many you got? <laughs> oh, you got Tim Boyle, huh? He sucks. And perhaps, says Ari Halper-Stromberg, they could bundle their other draft picks to move up to get Bo Nix or maybe Michael Pettis. <laughs> now you're trolling me. Come on, man. <laughs> the Chicago Bears have stunned the NFL after taking both Caleb Williams and Drake May 1 and 2 to compete with Justin Fields, they have also bundled the rest of their draft to move up to take Bo Nix of Oregon. <laughs> I know this seems crazy on paper, says Ari. Crazy on paper. It's crazy waking up on a clear blue Tuesday is what it is. But I think it could finally solve their quarterback woes. Solution by brute force attack at the quarterback role. Even if Justin Fields is ultimately the guy, this would surely light a fire under his ass, right? Well, I don't think it's that Justin Fields isn't trying hard. I just think he's not good enough for the NFL to be a QB1. I think he's a QB2. I think he's a keep him around forever QB2 kind of guy. And there's no shame in that. He could be a great QB2 for years and years and years in this league. Athletic, strong, can run you out of trouble guy to jump in there when the season starts going to shit and your starting quarterback gets hurt. Perfect guy for that. A guy to say, this this dude's going to take us to the promised land? No. But God, that, that would be amazing if the Bears took both Caleb Williams and Drake May and then bundled the rest of their draft to pick a third guy like a Bo Nix. I don't think Penix is going to last anywhere f- enough far down the line. It'll be 50-50 if they take a single quarterback, depending on how much Kool-Aid they're drinking on one Justin Fields. Drink that Kool-Aid. Going to be a fun off-season, but well, that's for later. We're enjoying the season while it's on our plate. Tomorrow, special Thanksgiving edition of You Are Looking Live with the boys, including my tale of the tape. Thanksgiving versus 4th of July. We'll run it back, this time on Thanksgiving's home court. 
Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday. Drive safe. Enjoy. And we will see you tomorrow. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.